Hey, and welcome to episode 25 of the Roaring Out podcast. For the month of April, I will be sharing a favorite poem of mine each week on Friday. So I'm breaking up a little bit from my usual production schedule, which is every other week. And to celebrate National Poetry Month, I'm bumping it up to every week. So this week, I am sharing a poem from a person who actually did my MFA with me, a wonderful poet, Lorianne Guerrero. I'll be sharing a poem from her first book, A Tongue in the Mouth of the Dying. So like last week, or if you listen to last week's episode, episode 24, I shared a poem from another Spanish poet, John Murillo. And one of the reasons I liked his poem was the use of Spanish and being Spanish myself, it, you know, keeps me rooted to my heritage. And so I figured I would share another poem that I liked from a female Spanish poet who gives a bit of a different perspective. Last week's poem also dealt a lot with myth and fairy tales, and this one does as well, but a bit differently. If you did not grow up in a Spanish household, you may not have heard the tale of La Llorona, or loosely translated, it's the crying woman. Legend has it that she drowned her children and drowned herself. So like most fairy tales or tall tales, it's pretty gruesome. And unlike most, well, I shouldn't say unlike most poems, but I feel like this poem doesn't read like a poem necessarily. It's really more like a story, a, a very haunting story, I think. So... I want to share this poem with you, and I hope you enjoy the reading of it. It's called Esperanza Tells Her Friends the Story of La Llorona. She killed her babies in the river over there by Bill, by the Bill Miller barbecue place, you know, by the Holy Mother Church. She was friends with my grandma. They played bingo together, I think. Oh, yeah? Why'd she kill them? They were brats. And they probably never helped her clean house, and they were probably really whiny and always wanted candy in line at her a- at the H-E-B. How'd she do it, Espy? She drowned them at a- she drowned them one at a time, and herself too, I think. That's probably why she cries. She probably didn't mean to kill herself too. That's not how the story goes. My mom says it happened in Mexico, not in San Antonio. Shut up, Patty. What do you know? Your mom's not even Mexican like us. Anyway, I think she recarnates herself. Or maybe God doesn't want her in heaven because she's crazy and killed her own babies. But she keeps coming back. Whatever, Espy. Serious. She comes back in real life and keeps on killing her babies. But I don't think she cries anymore. She's so used to it now. She's gone to Houston, to Hudson Oaks to Plano, even back to San Antonio, right here on the south side. You think you know everything. Tell us how come sometimes she kills herself and sometimes she don't. I don't know. Maybe she cloned herself and now there are lots of Lloronas. Maybe someone you know, Patty. Maybe your mother. I first heard this poem at a reading for my MFA program. And I just loved hearing the gasps and the laughs at that last part because 
it's funny at first, right, in the context of these little girls chatting and gossiping about this tall tale that really they know nothing about, essentially because no one knows a whole lot about it. I mean, it's this big game of telephone, this story of La Llorona being passed down from generation to generation. And secondly, because, I mean, it's funny, but it's also haunting. You know, you laugh at it and then you say, oh, crap, well, what if it is my mother, right? I mean, you you believe a lot of things as a child, but it, it is a very haunting thing. Um, this tall tale being told of a mother killing her children, which is, I mean, that's like breaking the mother code. You You never harm your own children. And then the realization that certainly, unfortunately, there are people like that who do harm their own children, you know, not really by drowning, but certainly in other ways. So first off, I love the tone of this poem, how it is playful and how you have these girls saying, whatever, how do you know this? And how do you know that really challenging each other? And then that haunting line, maybe it's your mother, right? I mean, that that juxtaposition, that contrast of the silliness, and then the weight really of what that tall tale implies that a mother may not care for her own children and, and really do them harm. Second, as I mentioned before, I really do enjoy this, even though the tone is a bit more American, the girls are talking in American, there's still that heritage behind that of telling the story that's been passed down, you know, from Mexican lore. And then the strong sense of place and also playfulness of the poem that, oh, La Llorona didn't take place in San Antonio. It was in Mexico. And now it's like, no, you know, she's hopping everywhere. I mean, that that's scary, too, to think she's in your own backyard. This larger-than-life figure could be after you. And then again, it's not outweighed, but I think it's balanced by the playfulness of the girls. And also, even if someone listens to this poem and isn't Spanish, I think we can all relate to the playfulness and the really the the disbelief of the friends to believe their own friend, right? I mean, as children, we believe all of these far-fetched things. And yet when our friend seems to know something for certain, we're always like, oh yeah, right, whatever. So I I love that tone, that playfulness, and the weight really of that tall tale that Lorianne is able to put into this poem. It's, it's always been one of my favorites of hers. And I hope you've enjoyed it as well. So I hope you will continue to tune in for the rest of April every Friday to hear a favorite poem of mine, and I hope you enjoyed this poem. I will see you next week, and beware of La Llorona.